Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child, and we always encourage you that growth for your child is possible. In today's podcast, Dr. Gutstein discusses the foundations for dynamic intelligence. Let's listen in. You know, obviously the things that keep going on in my mind around, around dynamic intelligence and the work that uh, the book that I'm trying to write um, and uh, how, how that fits with the RDI program uh, as one continuous you know, phase because uh, obviously the, the, the work in dynamic intelligence can't occur unless children first develop motivation the growth seeking and um, you know, develop a relationship of growth seeking through the what we what we refer to as a mind guiding relationship. So that you know it, it's the prerequisite for any other work we do with dynamic intelligence. That's critical. So we don't see this as different as much as an extension of okay, now that we've developed that motivation and we've developed that power, that strong uh, identification with the with the mind guides. Uh, where do we go next and how do we proceed? And um, the focus then is to develop, the, to sort of move the, the shift their attention from the body <laughs> to the mind. And if you look at what we've done in RDI, we've done a very good job of developing what I call a body relationship with the guide, right? In terms of moving together and expressing together. And, um, you know, and also a good identification with the guide. But the motivation is really the critical piece, right? And the and the sense of self is the other Let's see three. Let me let me say three critical pieces. One is the motivation for growth that we awaken. Two is the relationship with the guides, guide of guides, who become the primary vehicle in the child's mind for growth and safe safe growth. And third. So we've got growth-seeking, we've got the relationship, and we have the self. And we have the sense of oneself as having agency, as being able to exert influence in the world, um, and being able to manage challenging situations, difficult situations, and to that I can understand new things, I can benefit from them, I can see patterns, even though it's not... You know, I can learn to see things that are a pattern even among more and more and more complex information. So a sense of self-efficacy, a sense of competence, a sense both in my body and my mind, right? So that sense of agency where it starts to move into the sense of, of mind. So those three things need to come together, right? The growth seeking, the relationship, and the self. Um, as those things have come together, then we see children beginning to be ready to move into building the foundations for dynamic intelligence. And rather than you know, working completely on dynamic intelligence itself, the next step is to understand what some of those foundations are. And a lot of the foundations that we talk about, when we talk about foundations, are things that usually in typical development, children are mastering over the course of their second year sometimes in my third year, right? Things like representation, learning how to represent, um, beginning to learn about narrative, 
Uh, of course, language is a critical component in there, um, in both of those areas, right? Learning to understand that um, they can share attention with their guides, not around what's just out there right now, but what, but about the past, about the future, and about things that are imaginative, things that you know, don't really exist. That so we 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 extend the concept of joint attention or shared experiencing to things that are not here and now in front of us. Right. Of course, that first area of here and now has to be in place first. Right. That excitement about wanting to share your discoveries or wanting to understand or make sense of things that are happening around you through the eyes and the understanding of your guide that has to be in place. But that type of what we call displaced um, experience sharing has to has is a foundation. Representation is a foundation, um, and those have to do with things like imagination and pretense. The beginnings of those things are a foundation. Classification is a foundation. The idea that I can organize my experience into different categories, simple categories that make sense. That's another foundation. Um, there are others as well. Um, and then we try to lay those foundations in place. And as we do that, we're starting to shift our emphasis from body or from external world to the mind, right? So from what's out there into what's in here. And that in typical development starts to occur at the end of the second year, the end of the third year, et cetera. As what's more interesting to kids is, um, or equally as interesting, it's not just what's happening out there, but what's happening in here. And even to understand what's happening out there to how do I think about it? Not just what is it? So, you know, 12 months of you, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Just understanding it. And then what we start to see is, well, do you see it the way I see it? <laughs> or do you react to it the way I react to it? In other words, we start to move into mind. And then what's your idea about it? the idea of ideas or decisions that we make or choices that we make, um, the things that go on or how we feel about something become much more ingrained, whether it's talking about something right there, right now, or something that's happened in the past or the future, whatever, um, the mind starts to become a more dominant area. Now the body and what's out there in the world right now doesn't fade away at all. It still becomes, it still remains important, but the mind becomes a new area of emphasis, right? Um, and we and the children begin to understand that through their own minds, they can gain more influence, dramatic influence in the world through using their minds, right? Through using their own minds to make sense of what's happening around them to you, especially to be able to use their prior experience to help them prepare for what they're encountering currently and also what they may encounter in the future. That becomes the most powerful weapon is the ability to learn through personal experience. And of course that takes years, that's scaffolded, that's aided dramatically by guides, by mind guides, but it becomes um, for children's minds, one of the critical ways that they have agency they, they, they can benefit from all kinds of different experiences that they have, they can organize those experiences, right? They can uh, encode them, they can recognize them, they can save them, um, and they can, you know, use them. It's not just about recollecting, right? They can use them in different ways for oneself, 
also to share with others, to help others understand you, to understand how others experienced something in the past, recognize that there's differences in the way we perceive the same experience, et cetera, et cetera. There's many, many ways that. And to develop an autobiography, develop a sense of who I am based on my prior experience and what's happened to me up to this point. And then what do I expect to happen to me in the future? So, you know, we begin to open the door to for children to learn that they can, their experience becomes a very valuable commodity for them. Um, that through their mind guide, here I use the term mind guide, which is really important, they can learn to use their mind as a very powerful tool, the most powerful tool they have to thrive, to be successful in the world. And through using their mind, they can continue to expand both um, externally through the, you know, in new environments and new situations, they can engage with challenges and benefit from that. Um, they can continue to grow their own little tools. They can, uh, they can deepen relationships with others so that the mind becomes this operating system that they, they recognize, children recognize they have to master, and which includes understanding as much as they can others' minds, um, but using their mind to do that. And um, it becomes the major tool for learning to adapt and thrive in complex dynamic environments, environments that are better, that we, we refer to as CUSP, or having large amounts of complexity, unpredictability, and other stress-producing, SP stress-producing elements to them. And that, um, that becomes more and more of what normal life <laughs> is composed of, right? And so, so they learn that their minds that they have, they can develop those mental tools to thrive in those situations, to learn, to continue to grow, right, mentally grow. And of course, as that happens, what we see is we see the brain develops and grows alongside. The two are the same, the mind and brain are the same thing. And that the brain is experience dependent in terms of growth. So the neural operating system and the mental operating system are really one thing and they grow together. And so we start to see those um, wonderful neural changes, uh, neural growth occurring as well. And what we, we see is there's, there's a couple of different tracks that, that grow, that develop. One is, if you look at the beginning work that we did in uh, when children move together with their parents and guides, and they, they swing together and they, they, in this very embodied way, right, they... Um, it becomes sort of a non-conscious, right? Automatic movement or synchrony coordination, right? Well, that's preparing, what is that preparing us for? That's preparing us for being online, for being in situations that we're not gonna have a time to plan and prepare and reflect, but they're dynamic situations where change is a continual element and things are not completely predictable, but, right, you're learning to sort of improvise. First, very simple ways with your body to variations and changes, to enjoy them, to improvise them, to understand that you can manage them through your own actions without really at times when you don't have the time to think through them or take a step back, right? So you're learning that even in the beginning in the RDI program, you're learning that improvisational action, right? Which is very, very important. That's one critical important of dynamic intelligence when you're in the middle of, uh, you know, as I use like a class five rapids, and you can't just stop the action. And conversations are like that. And you can't just say, stop. You know, I have to think, think, think every second. You know, process everything. I have to do a bunch of things. 
and I can't stop to take a step back, get some distance, think through what are they saying, what am I saying, what's going on. You just have to continue to adapt, improvise, and also enjoy, right? Because it's not adapting doesn't really communicate um, improvisation. Improvisation is something we do because it's exciting. Um, we don't do it just to survive. But the idea of having, you know, what I see sometimes when people talk to people about people with autism and the training programs, they're, they're like teaching you how to cope with a conversation <laughs> or cope with social situations. Great. Well, you know, basically you're saying, well, those are aversive, but maybe you can survive them. But the whole concept here, and you can see it when we, in RDI when we begin, these children are enjoying those movements. They're enjoying that coordination. You're enjoying adding a little bit of variation. And, and responding to the new things, elements that their guides introduce. And so that's the roots of real improvisation, right? The, the co-creation, the excitement, right? Within a framework, not, you know, not knowing that there's a framework there, knowing that uh, rather than rules, there are boundaries, there are roles, right? There are things that, that, that keep it from becoming chaotic. And, um, and, 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 and not make it that it does make sense you can continue to see that underlying continuity but then you can also see the ongoing uh, potential for variation for excitement for creation thanks dr gutstein and thank you for joining us for asd a new perspective the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.